This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. When made the biblical way, bread should not cause any of the issues we associate it with it. But could it actually help the body reverse viral conditions? Hmm. By special request from Michael Rood himself, Sue Becker shares amazing stories of disease eradicated and confidence restored. Plus, a how-to bread-making session with Sue in the kitchen tonight. Because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. It took you so long. I know it was a long week. Shabbat Shalom, Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood. Hey, before we get started on our episode tonight, we want to talk about something special happening on the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. There you can see on your screen that this is the anniversary of the Sermon on the Mount. It was during this week in the year 27 CE that Yeshua taught his disciples that he had not come to destroy the Torah, but to fulfill it. And you can find it in the Chronological Gospels Bible. That is event number 62. So let's talk more about finding treasures like this with David Robinson and Michael Rude. Welcome. Good to be here. Thank you, Scott. Now, Michael, speaking of treasures, uh, some other treasure that you have uh, spent a lot of time on, other than the Chronological Gospels, is the... Uh, the New Apostles' Creed. Tell us about this. Yes, this was the result of many people at my home, and they said they really missed the different creeds and same thing in the church that they agreed to. And I said, wait just a minute. The Apostles' Creed is, he was born a virgin and died under a pilot. <laughs> What happened to his whole life? Right, what exactly. happened to everything he, missing he said? Exactly right. <laughs> it's insane. So I did a new Apostle's Creed. It had to be redone to get it right. And so we have the new Apostle's Creed, and this is something that we can all agree. Uh, it, it fits in with the chronological gospels very well. Amen. It does. And I've often said, Michael, that you know, it originally it started with the poster that you did and all the creeds were on there. Then we did a blanket with some of the more yeah, we did the uh, poignant, condensed, yeah, yeah, condensed version of it. And I, I often say to people, you know, if, if people come to your house and you know, you're a Torah observant believer and they say, what do you believe? All you'd have to do is point to that poster on exactly. the wall and say, that's what I believe. Just read it for a few minutes. Yeah. And we have uh, the, the person that, that uh, uh, with my speech, tell me, uh, she has it on her, her wall. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And so I I may be a little bit slower, but I didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to give up. <laughs> well, no, apparently and not. You know You're what? up here on the stage doing just the, fine. Those posters, I mean, people are all over the world order those all the time. I mean, we really have to keep reprinting those and keep reprinting those. Wow. And you notice how some items seem to be kind of like, okay, it'll it'll sell for a little bit or whatever, yeah. or people will donate to get it. And, but this continually, people are always right. 
Now people say, now let's get, get on that for a second. People say, well, why do you sell stuff? Well, okay, there's two avenues by which you can support a rude awakening. One is just through a straight donation, and well, three ways actually, straight up donation, or you can you know, do a love gift and get something in return. Or whenever you buy something from the rude store, that's a donation too, really. Mm -hmm, I mean, because right. you're, you're getting something in return, sure, but you're still supporting the ministry. You're allowing us to sit up here and do this and continue Michael's work and continuing doing the Chronological Gospel season three, by the way, yes, which is still being exciting. worked on and you saw the uh, uh, the intro a couple weeks ago, and that's on YouTube now, so you can watch it there. Yes, sir. Yeah, it is Nehemiah who corrected this and said uh, that, that do what Moses said to do and don't do what but the Pharisees, right? right? And so every year I produce this. So everybody has the opportunity to do what Yeshua said to do and not follow the target of of the Pharisees, exactly, and so, and so, it, this is this is our opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's right. And and the, speaking of the poster, that is the theme of this this year's calendar. If you didn't recognize the correlation there, uh, because this is the. These are photos that uh, our lighting director, Terry, took uh, from um, all over the place, uh, yeah, mostly they're, in they're Israel. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah and, and really so picks. he took those photos, and we put with the photos uh, sections from your New Apostles' Creed poster. So really, the New Apostles' Creed is in here as well, if you didn't have the poster, but you might as well get both and, and have uh, both to benefit from. So yeah, that is a beautiful thing. I love the New Apostles' Creed because it really does fill in the blanks for someone who's saying, well, what do you believe? Yeah, because we get asked that all the time. Right. I mean, I'm... If we have people over for a Bible study, people always go, wait a minute, yeah, the, the law's done away with, and you just go, oh, this is gonna take a while, but uh, yeah. I'm gonna explain to you. But having that poster, and, and just reading it and sharing it with people, it really yeah. helps you to convey exactly what we believe. Now, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, that all started because people had asked us in the ministry all the time, they said, well, what does Michael believe? Put out a statement of faith. Mm -hmm. And you you always said, nah, I'm not putting out a statement of faith. I don't wanna put God in a box, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is not putting him in a box. This is this is what we believe because the Bible teaches it. That's right. And so this this we can we can stand on. Absolutely. Yep. There's some good stuff in there. Now speaking of what we can stand on, one of the most famous verses in the Bible is John 3.16. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a friend, uh, Joe Kovacs, come here and teach us something different about John 3.16. doesn't change the verse, but it sure opens your mind as to what Yehovah thinks of us as a people in this world. Interesting stuff. And that's the premise of revisiting John 3.16. This is Michael's gift to you from Joe. Get that straight in your head. <laughs> for a donation of $50 or more, we'll just give this to you. We want to say thanks for supporting what we do. Here, have this teaching for your donation. And that's for a donation of $50 or more. And this month, if you want to give a little more than that, $100. David, you got something extra yes, we want to give. Yes, I have this What's beautiful that? sterling silver necklace with a Hebrew text that uh, states Deuteronomy 6.4, which Yeshua said was the greatest commandment. And uh, this is for $100. You get the teaching and this. And for a gift of $300 or more, you get this beautiful tablecloth that measures 60 by 108, if yep. I'm not mistaken. And you also get, in addition to that, this beautiful hollowbread cover. And as you can see, it has a seven-branch menorah, the Kiddush cup, or at Passover, it could be your Elijah cup. That'd be cup. great for Shabbat. <laughs> yeah, great. That's, it's yeah. beautiful. And the material's uh, really nice. And uh, it's just a little something we can do to give back to you for helping this ministry. Now, speaking of the material. say something about the material. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, when you do order this and get it, there's a tag on it. Make sure you cut this 
tag off. It gives you the washing instructions. Uh, but you do not want to pull on it because this material is very fine and you would end up ripping uh, your hollow bread cover. There you go. Now, speaking of bread, here's what we're going to see tonight. Take a look. If bread could strengthen your immune system so much, so quickly to help you protect yourself from a viral invasion, mm -hmm. which what are we so concerned about today that causes wards? What else could it protect you from? Mm. All right, so there you go. That is coming up very, very soon. Michael, David, thank you for Good joining us. By special here. request from Michael Root himself over here, Sue Becker shares an amazing story of disease, stories, plural, of uh, disease eradicated and confidence restored just through bread. How about that? Plus a how-to bread-making session tonight with Sue in the kitchen. So first, it's time for The Kiddish with Michael. Speaking of bread, that's coming up next. John 3.16 is arguably the most famous verse in the Bible, but are we misinterpreting it? Joe Kovacs presents a thought-provoking teaching that re-examines what the verse really means, how we should understand it, and why a proper interpretation of it is vital to understanding Yehovah's view of the world and the sacrifice of His Son. He can't be telling us, don't love the world and the things of the world, and also saying that, well, God loves the world so much. They, they're just completely contradictory. And the key to understanding this verse is the very simple short word, so. Revisiting John 3.16 with Joe Kovacs will challenge your assumptions about the true message of Yehovah's Word. And it's our gift to you for supporting A Root Awakening International. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you Revisiting John 316 with Joe Kovacs on DVD or Blu-ray. Or donate $100 and we'll send you Revisiting John 316 plus a beautiful silver-plated pendant necklace featuring the Shema in Hebrew letters. Or donate $300 and we'll send you the teaching, the silver-plated Shema necklace, plus this dazzling Shabbat tablecloth and matching holobread cover inlaid with artwork from the menorah the Kiddush Cup, and the words Shabbat Shalom in Hebrew. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. These special gift collections are available only in July and supplies are limited. So make your donation today and receive these exclusive thank you gifts from Michael Rood. Call 888-766-3610. That's 888-766-3610. Or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. The traditions that we have in modern-day Judaism remind us of what we did in the temple, and some of these traditions go back long before the temple in Jerusalem. It reminds us of when Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, brought forth bread and wine to Abraham when he came back from the slaughter of kings, and Melchizedek, the Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, blessed the Most High with the blessing that Abraham then taught to his son Isaac and then was passed down through the generations. Yeshua said, Abraham saw my day and he rejoiced. He gave a tenth of everything because he saw the broken body and the shed blood. Melchizedek, 
as Abraham and all of his offspring, then continue to say this prayer, this prayer of sanctification. Barukata Yehovah, Elohino Malaka Alam, Homotzi Lechem Miharetz. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. And Yeshua said, This bread represents my body, which will be broken for you. And this is what Yeshua said the last night that he was with his disciples. This represents his broken body that was broken for us. And then the blessing of the wine. Barukatai Yehovah Elohim Melakalam Borei Peri Hagafen. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. And Yeshua said, this is a renewed covenant which will be paid for in my blood. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Have you ever had a wart? I'm sure you have. I've had warts in the past. Well, what do you do? You go to the drugstore, you get some compound W. You put it on there and mom puts a bandage around it and you treat it for the next week and then it goes away. Well, then it comes back. Well, then you go to see the dermatologist or you do some other doctor visit. But is there another way of getting rid of warts and other ailments just by changing what you eat, specifically eating bread the way it is meant to be made? Sue Becker? Yes. Help us out with this. Warts yes, and bread? I What's the connection here? I have a wart story. Okay, Some people us. have war stories. I have a wart story. <laughs> I have war stories too, but wart story. So back, way back before bread, I, I, I always say before bread, when uh, my oldest daughter was three years old, she began to get warts. So I was like, okay. So I took her to the doctor being the good mom that I am. The doctor says, no worry. He was very nutritionally minded. He goes, no worry. Warts are a manifestation of a viral infection. Okay, a lot of sense. us don't know that, but they are. They're a virus. And he said, it'll run its course and it'll go, it's, go away. So I left going, yay, no medicine, you know, whatever. We go home thinking it's going to run its course in a couple of weeks and be gone, right? So no, two years go by and she now has warts spread on her fingers or elbow and a very large one on the back of her heel Mm. that hurt when she wore shoes. And a six-year-old, well, she was, yeah, six. six Six-year-old has to wear shoes to church and places like that. But anyway, so then my, my second child, my son, he was three. He just started getting them. What we don't realize is they are contagious. They are a virus, though you they're you know you get them from surfaces. Usually, you know, a lot of people pick them up in a gym or mm. a shower, or sides of the pool. You know, my my youngest daughter got one right here. From that's where she pushed up to get out of the pool. Uh. You know, when we were traveling so much and staying in hotels. But anyway, so my um, second son, three years old, he started getting warts. So by this time, it was like, okay, something's got to be done about this large wart on my daughter's foot. So I take her back to the doctor. He sends us to a specialist. I love it when we go to the specialist, right? So we go thinking, I was thinking, we're going to go in there with the warts. We're going to come out without them. And you can see, I didn't take my three-year-old that was just starting. I was just, really just wanted that one wart. 
Well, anyway, I thought he would burn it off, scoop it off, you know, take a little knife and cut it off, whatever. Nope, that was not the case. He gave us a little bottle of acid that we were supposed to put on all of her warts. Well, this burned her little six-year-old tender skin and we didn't get the acid on. So we went back again thinking he's gonna do something different when I tell him this isn't working. No, he sent us home with a new method of trying to get the acid on these warts, you know, put Vaseline around. Well, Vaseline is always, you know, <laughs> it, it just rolled off there and went somewhere else. We'd scrub. <laughs> anyway, it was a nightmare. And this went on for several weeks and actually turned into several months. Mm. Well, each time we would go, he'd pick at the warts to see if they were dead. And now first, I think I, we need to tell people how this acid works does nothing for the wart. It actually is burning the healthy skin that is holding that wart onto your skin. That's what makes it fall off. Remember, it's a virus, and this is another problem. In America, we tend to treat the symptom Mm. and not the cause. So anyway, months go by. He picked at the warts each time, and she would scream and cry because it hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. they would even bleed. They weren't, and even though I told him, we didn't get the acid on there, you know, it's, they're, they're not dead, you know, yep. it's not dead. So anyway, finally, I was distraught. Like I said, this has been going on now for several months. I was distraught, and I just said, you know, I think we need to do something else. And he goes, yeah, I think you're right, but because your daughter is so so traumatized and crying. I mean, she was crying when we drove in the parking lot because she knew what was about to come. And he said, we need a, we'll, they brought in the straight jacket and they were gonna put her to sleep to get the warts off. And I don't even, I didn't even hang around long enough to ask what they were gonna do, but I left that day. And um, I went, no, 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 we're, this is not for us today, we'll, no. So I left and on the drive home, I remembered something that I had read years before, before children, before bread for sure, before children even. You remember I told you that when I graduated college, I kept reading and I just studied and read and different nutrients. Well, I read um, some works particularly by Adele Davis and she had a whole chapter on vitamin E. Hmm. Vitamin E, very important for the female reproductive system. Well, back in college and first years of marriage, I didn't have monthly cycles, didn't care. You know, I might have one a year, I didn't hmm. care. But when you start thinking about children, having children, you, you're like, this is, this is an uh, important aspect <laughs> of this whole cycle. So in Adele Davis's book, she talked about vitamin E being um, critical for regulating females' reproductive cycle. So I had begun to take vitamin E started having normal cycles, started having children, you know? So um, I've got a funny story there too, I'll tell you in a minute. But anyway, (laughs) so on my ride home that day, it just came to me. And I I can remember almost seeing the line in the book, Mm -hmm. in her book, in the chapter on vitamin E that said, vitamin E has been known to get rid of warts. It was just one little sentence. It came to me and I'm like, my goodness, I have vitamin E at home. I'm taking it so that, you know, these cycles will be normal. And so I get home and I'm like, it's worth a try. What have I got to lose? I've got it. So I begin to give my two children um, their vitamin E supplements. And um, within a week, my son, who had just started getting the warts, his warts were gone. Hmm. In just three weeks, it took about three weeks for that very large one on the back of my daughter's heel to go completely away with vitamin E supplements. Hmm. That's amazing to me. I was like, I had the answer. Um, So 
some years go by, my third child, three years old. I haven't figured that out yet, what the thing with three years old. He started getting warts as well. So I'm like, great, I know the answer. We don't have to go to the doctor. I'll just give you vitamin E. Now, mind you, this is all before bread, okay? <laughs> the richest food source of vitamin E there is. It's all before bread. So um, unfortunately, Joshua could not swallow the capsules. They were tiny little gelatin capsules. If you've ever seen vitamin E, it's they're pretty, just they're put them in. Yeah. They, they should go right down. They're not like a, a stiff pill, uh, I mean, a hard pill. And so anyway, he couldn't swallow them. So I just had to let it go. I was like, well, warts were not priority in my life at that point. Um, I had become convicted that children were a blessing from the Lord. I would let the Lord control the number of children I have because, you know, I'm like, if they're a blessing, I don't, I don't ask the Lord not to give me any other blessing. Why would I, you know? So that was kind of my conviction. I let the Lord control the number of children I have, and I laugh and say he didn't control it at all <laughs> the way I thought he would. And so by the time Joshua was three, he had two younger siblings. I had three children in three years. But I love my children very, very much. And um, But... You can see I was tired. Warts weren't a priority. If he could have swallowed the pill, just swallow it. You know, we would have been fine. So I let it go not to worry. So two years go by. The meal comes into our home. Wheat, the richest food source of vitamin E, if it is freshly milled and the germ is intact. So the mm. Brannan germ and the, you, the wheat germ oil, most people have heard of wheat germ oil as a rich food source of vitamin right. E. Has to be freshly milled though because vitamin E oxidizes very quickly. So the bread comes into our home without any vitamin E supplements. In the first month, I look down and Joshua's warts are all gone, all gone. I knew what it was. I knew it was the vitamin E. Why did I know? Because of what had happened before and mm. seeing with my own eyes, giving them vitamin E supplements, you know, and yeah. now no vitamin E supplements, yet the richest food source, our real bread, food source of vitamin E had come into our home. And so he got rid of his warts. So when we first started our business and I started teaching, that was one of my testimonies, you know, constipation gone, energy levels, sugar cravings gone away, you know, dependence on antihistamines, you know, completely gone, never to return. And one of my children's warts went away. Well, it was so funny. So years go by and I'm teaching and someone came to me and said, you know, all of your stuff sounds so scientific except the wart stuff. That sounds kind of hokey. Well, I didn't want to sound hokey. And he goes, you, you really should leave that out of your lineup. So I was like, okay, whatever. So, because um, I certainly didn't want to be discredited or think, you know, eat this bread. You know, I just didn't want it to sound hokey. So I was like, all right. So we're at a show, a conference, and I'm about to go speak. And I was going to leave out the wart story. I just wouldn't tell it anymore if that was discrediting me. This lady comes up. I always say God had another plan. <laughs> this lady comes up to my table. She had heard me speak the year before at that conference. And she said, I just wanted to tell you something. Mind you, this is like 15 minutes before I'm to go speak. And she said, um, I heard you last year and I took a CD home and gave it to my husband. He's a medical doctor. He listened to it. He wanted me to tell you everything you're sharing is medically correct. 
And she goes, but I have my own story I want to tell you. She told me this story about her friend. She said, I have a very dear friend that had a huge wart on her thumb. Now, I cannot imagine how big this wart could have been, but she said she had gone to doctor after doctor, and they basically told her there was nothing they could do, that if they tried to remove the wart, it would compromise her thumb. Hmm. And they basically sent her away and said, live with the wart, okay? She came, she was visiting, and uh, she said, my friend was visiting me one day, and she said, I had just made bread, and even my husband told her, I I don't know what you could do with that wart, live with the wart. And she said, but I looked at my friend and I said, I just made bread today, and I once heard this lady talk about how this bread, freshly milled whole grain, richest food source of vitamin E, had gotten rid of her child's warts. Do you want to try it? Now, first of all, would you turn down homemade loaves of bread? Nope. You're like, okay, lady, whatever. I'll take your bread. So she said, but Sue, before she finished the first loaf of bread, the wart was going away. Hmm. By the time she finished the second loaf of bread, the wart was completely gone. God's perfect Provision. The second loaf. They said, what, that, that's not a very long time. No, I wouldn't think so. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks to eat two loaves of bread. I don't know. But I just am like, wow. And so I went into my seminar and I shared my wart story and I have never stopped since because it's a powerful message of exactly what the importance of vitamin E, of protecting our immune system against a mm-hmm. virus And this is something that we really, really need to think about today. So um, some years later, um, at another homeschool show, you know, when I go to these homeschool shows, I only have 45 minutes at the most to speak, and that's getting in there and getting out, you know, so (laughs) the next speaker can come in. So I have to pick and choose a lot. I have, people always ask me how much information, five hours is my normal lecture. Why? From hearing testimonies, going to my books, why is this, Hmm. how could this be? So anyway, that day I was scheduled to speak and I went to my seminar and um, I almost passed the wart story because I have to pick and choose and I really try to listen to the Holy Spirit. So I almost skipped the wart story because it can be long if I get too long-winded and embellish it too much. But anyway, so I, I told it fairly quickly and, um, and, and I felt like the Lord wanted me and I stopped there and I shared it. And then something happened that's never happened before and never happened since. In that workshop, I finished, let's, I didn't finish, let's just say I came to a stopping point about five minutes left of my time. I've, it's never happened before or since. And I just felt like I was supposed to stop because to go on would have run me late. So I just stopped. And normally I just would bulldoze on and try to get it as fast as I could. In fact, the person that recorded me at these, at these conferences said I was the fastest talking Southerner he had ever heard, ever recorded. But anyway, so I just stopped and I asked, did anybody have anything they want to share? Two people raised their hand and shared wart stories. Mm. One was funny. He said, I listened to your CD. My wife brought it home to me. And I listened to it and he said, I thought, oh, when you got to the wart stuff, he says, I have to admit, I thought it was a little hokey. And he said, but I had all the other constipation, sinus congestion, you know, all this other stuff that you talked about. And I said, you know, so yeah, we tried the bread. And he goes, about a month into it, I looked down and a wart I'd had most of my life was gone. You know, he said, I was shocked. He goes, so people, this wart stuff is real. (laughs) So I didn't know that this lady was sitting in my class that needed to hear all this. So Mm. as I packed up my books and I walked out, she was there and she had called her daughter to come meet Mm. me. They were standing outside the room and she said, 
I was walking past this room to go to another workshop and the Lord told me to come in there. Hmm. And the title of my workshop is Do Not Eat the Bread of Idleness. So she thought, she said, <laughs> I thought it was a time and home management. And she goes, I get in here and you're talking constipation and then you start talking warts. And she goes, I'm just sitting here amazed. And she said, I have been praying for months for the Lord to give me an answer to my daughter's warts. Hmm. She had called her daughter, beautiful 17-year-old girl, um, started getting warts when she was 12 years old. She now had over 500. Ooh. You could see them in her hairline. I mean, you know, they were like in her eyebrows, little small, clear ones. You know, and she she was a beautiful girl. You didn't just look at her and go, oh, your face is covered with warts. She almost had to show you these. But then she pulled up her pants leg and showed me a spot on her leg that she said, I count them as over 250 there. And it was an ugly patch. And she's like, I won't swim with my friends. I won't wear a bathing suit. I won't wear shorts. You know, there it was mm. June in the summer and she was in jeans. She said, I'm so ashamed of this. And the mom said, we had them completely burned off. They all came back, right? Because we didn't treat the, war the virus. And she said, um, they've had, we've had all kinds of medication we've tried. And she goes, she's currently on ulcer medication. They're thinking maybe it's stress. I think that's what you call practicing medicine, is it? Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, she followed me back to the booth where we make bread, you yeah. know, at, the, at these shows. And she said, she tastes the bread. She goes, this is delicious. She said, how much is the meal? And it, I told her the price. And she said, you know, we've paid more than that for one prescription drug hmm. that did nothing. And none of us could eat it and enjoy it, but it did nothing. She right. goes, what do I have to lose? She goes, we, I like to cook. We, like to, we have to eat. If it does nothing, at least we can eat this bread. And um, so she purchased a meal and took it home. And I am here today to tell you, two and a half weeks later, she called, and every one of those child's warts were completely gone. All 500. All 500. She said at about two weeks, her daughter started itching, which is a sign that yeah. they're drawing up and going away. And she was screaming like, Mom, what have you done to me now? She said, because <laughs> I had tried so many things. And she said, but then two and a half weeks, they were all gone. Hmm. And I, I actually spoke in Richmond, Virginia a couple of years later. Or it was probably more than a couple of years later because by that time she was married, had her own children, this young girl. She came to hear me speak pushed up her sleeves. So uh, look, Mrs. Becker, still no warts. That's an amazing testimony. And you hear, we're saying live with it, but what are we living with? We're living with a virus mm. that causes this ugly skin manifestation. You would never consider living with a severe snotty nose, you know, something normal, what we consider viral fever, sore throat. You wouldn't live with that for five years, three years, two right. years, and yet we're living with that thinking that there's no answer for it. Mm. And yet she had prayed for an answer and God gave her one. And interestingly enough, um, some years later, I did a, um, a video conference where I wanted people to come and share their testimonies. I did the whole five-hour presentation and she, I called her. I got her on her cell phone. I'm in, in Georgia. She's in Virginia. I called her and I said, would you be willing to come? And she goes, yes. And I said, do you need to look at your calendar and get back with me? She goes, no. She said, Sue, I prayed before I met you that if God would send me the answer, I would never turn down an opportunity to tell him. Wow. So that's pretty amazing to me. That is. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great story. So how exactly does the vitamin E work then to get to do this, among other things, I mean. Exactly, so this is what I discovered about vitamin E. Dis 
despite a wide variety of symptoms from what appears to be a vitamin E deficiency, it actually only has one job in our body, and that's to protect fats and fatty mm-hmm. substances from being oxidized in the presence of oxygen. What is those fatty substances? Well, one critical place is it makes up the cell membrane of every cell in your body. So without vitamin E, these cells are Mm. oxidized very easily, breaks down the integrity of our cell membrane. How does a virus work? A virus, unlike a bacteria, it must invade your cell to reproduce. Bacteria can reproduce on their own, but virus has to invade your cell. If your cell membrane is compromised, you're going to be more susceptible to a viral invasion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this Mm. is how vitamin E works. This is how the bread is so critical. And Dr. Wilfred Shu, world-renowned cardiologist, treated heart disease with vitamin E. And he said bread was our richest source. And when milling Mm. came on the scene that took away the Brannan germ, we lost our most important food source Mm. of vitamin E, which is Psalm 104 tells us vitamin E is, uh, I mean, bread is strengthens and nourishes the heart. But here's what I want to leave people with today. If bread could strengthen your immune system so much, so quickly to help you protect yourself from a viral invasion, Mm -hmm. which what are we so concerned about today that causes wards? What else could it protect you from? Mm. It's critical to protect us from these viral invasions. Right. Yeah. And for that same reason, we're always telling people, get more good fats in your diet, more good fats. Yes. Well, we're always, when people say good fats, they think, okay, well, maybe butter, but for sure, avocado and coconut oil and And things like that. Olive oil and these things. But But who thinks of bread? And who thinks that they, grains and beans actually have fats in them, the good fats, and they have the vitamin E there Mm. to protect it. So it's so important that we get God's perfect food. Jesus compared himself to bread. And uh, it's just amazing. It is. And you know what? You said from the very beginning of this series that it's it's all about properly making the bread, right? Yes. It's not, not wheat that needs to be villainized. It's taking the wheat berries, yeah. grind them up, make some bread. How about we do that? I think it's You want to do idea. it? Yes, okay. I do. All right. Yep. So we're going to head over to the kitchen Yay. set right after right. this break. Thank you for supporting Shabbat Night Live. You've made all of this possible. And so this actually makes it possible for others to see into the future, but only if we keep this thing going. How do we do that? Your donations. Thank you for doing it in advance. We'll be back in two minutes at the kitchen set. See you there. Well, thank you for your support of Shabbat Night Live. You make all of this possible, even the kitchen set with Sue. And Sue, uh, I learned while we were setting this up that you have a podcast. I do. Okay, where is it? It's called Sue's Healthy Minutes, and it's on any podcast platform that you listen to. Or you can go to our website, breadbeckers.com, and you can listen to it right there. All right, very good. Yeah. This is going to be great. So you're going to teach me how to make bread because I've never made bread. So uh, what are we making? Well, today we're going to just do what's called a quick bread instead of a yeast bread. So we're just going to do some muffins. You know, people think, oh, I don't know how to make bread. Well, you can make muffins, pancakes, cookies, cakes, Great. anything out of freshly milled flour. Okay. All right. You ready to start? I'm ready. Yeah. Yes. The idea is we're gonna we're gonna well, make the flour right here. Yes. Yes. Okay. And they can. Um, this is my original little cookbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Recipe Collection. This was in the early days. I compiled all my re- my favorite um, easy bread, muffins, pancakes. I and like then, that. Yeah. And, and then this, this is um, 
published in 2016. A publisher actually approached me for writing a book on um, the Essential Homegrown Flour Book. This is loaded with nutritional information as well as all the baking recipes from the recipe collection, but then lots of other recipes in this one. Homegrown flour being the operative term. Yep. And you know, I told you when I started doing this, I had five young children Mm -hmm. at the time, so it had to be easy for me. So I came up with a few basic recipes, a basic yeast dough. I discovered right away you did not need 10 recipes of yeast bread. Just (laughs) find a dough that you like and make raisin bread, cinnamon rolls, hamburger buns, pizza dough out of that same bread. The same with my muffins. So uh, we're going to make some banana millet muffins today, but I've turned them into savory muffins by using corn flour um, and adding some cheese and whole kernel corn or blueberry Mm. muffins or more desserty type muffins with raspberries and chocolate chips. So basic muffin recipe. You don't need a whole cookbook full. Just change up that. And then pancakes. And then I had a coffee cake recipe. And that was kind of... For the first three years, that's what we ate out of freshly milled flour. But I would just do different things with that. Donuts. I would make donuts. We have different mixtures, too. Over here, we have some bags of uh, grains. Now, all these are, I assume, available at your website because I bought the Red Hard Spring wheat there. Yes, yes. So for yeast breads, you have to have a hard wheat. Remember, we talked about the proteins that are in wheat. And so those proteins are in the whole family of wheat, but hard wheat is a higher protein, lower moisture grain. And um, so that's what you need for yeast breads to get that good, stretchy Mm. gluten development. And then soft wheat is your pastry flour. That's more for your cakes, cookies, biscuits, you know. Oh, okay. I tell everybody, hard wheat you can use most anywhere. Um, You could use it for muffins and cookies and things like that, but it... Better if you use soft wheat. Soft wheat is really better for your pastries. Now this one almost looks like a like a granola mix. Yeah. What, what's in here? Well, I have a better view here in okay. our pail. This is Ezekiel mixture. Uh-huh. You know, in the fourth chapter of Ezekiel, God tells Ezekiel to take wheat, spelt, barley, millet, lentils, and beans. Mm. Doesn't specify necessarily what beans, but he says and put them into one vessel. And I think. The reason he said put them in one vessel, perhaps, I don't know, God, completely his mind, but I think perhaps they made bread out of wheat. They made bread out of just spelt. They made barley loaves. Mm-hmm. You know, they they cooked beans. And I think he wanted him to combine them and make the cake out of Mm. All of these combined. And I don't know if you remember how we talked about um, the amino acid lysine is somewhat low in wheat Mm -hmm. and grains, but it's high in beans. The amino acid methionine, high in beans. I mean, low in beans, but high in grains. good nutritional profile right there. Years ago, I came across a book. It was called God's Recipe. The lady felt like the Lord had given her the combination of grains and beans here. And um, so we actually have the Ezekiel bread recipe is in both of these books. And we sell it like this at Breadbacker's already mixed up for you. So this will make three loaves of the yeast bread if you follow the recipe. But when my kids were growing up, the the Ezekiel bread made like that recipe is a little dense and sweet, but it's mm-hmm. very, very delicious. But hmm. they're like, Mom, we can't make a sandwich in this, you know. So, <laughs> but I like the combination of grains and beans. So I started taking that same Ezekiel mixture and instead of just making the bread out of it, which I love, toasted in the morning with some butter, perfect mm. breakfast. That's all you need. But I started taking this mixture and making our pancakes with it. Oh wow, that's and a good. Or idea. making muffins with it, or making brownies are really good made mm. with Ezekiel mixture. Or, uh, you know, just 
cookies. So uh-huh. I use this a lot for my flour, um, okay. especially for my muffins, pancakes, cookies, and brownies. It's very, very wow. delicious. I tell everybody when I make the brownies, you know, whole protein, complete yes. protein wrapped in chocolate. Mm. Mm, delicious. What could be better? <laughs> well, today we're going to make millet muffins. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Let's go. So where's millet muffins? Muffins are so fast and easy. I tell people, they'll go, oh, I don't have time, you know, to make bread. Or they'll say, oh, I can't get the yeast bread to come out. Yeast bread is really easy. There is some science to it. There is some variables that make it better some days than others. But there is that rise time and all of that. But muffins, anybody can make muffins. They stir up in five minutes and they bake in 15. That means I can do it. You can do it, yeah. (laughs) So this is the little mill, one of the little electric mills that we sell. This is the Wonder Mill. This is the mill I personally used for, for, oh gosh, over 20 years. So, so easy to use. Um, Remember I told you, in the early days when I would tell people, you know, that I mill my grains and they would go, you do what? And I would say, I mill my flour. And they go, where do you live? I think they pictured that I had to have a barn with oxen going around, <laughs> going treading, around the treading yeah. out the grain. And I'm like, no, it is little. It sits on my counter <laughs> and great. I don't have to do anything but push the button and pour the grain in. <laughs> and I tell everybody, it's as easy as taking a flour canister out of your cabinet. Okay. So. The only use requirement, this little cup, you snap it into place, and then you snap the lid on. You want to make sure you get that lid all the way snapped down, and this one's a little mm. tight. There, there we, go. we go. That's the magical sound you want to hear. If you don't hear that distinct snap, you didn't get that lid all the way on, okay. and you don't want to do that. because when you And then you see, I'm just doing it because I just do this in my sleep. Can you <laughs> tell? I've done this a few times, 30-something years. So you twist the little tube there. And you insert it in the import in the port here. Okay. Okay. Oh, it just pops right in like yep. that. Okay. And then you turn it on. This mill, you need to turn it on before you put the grain in because okay. the grain drops straight into those milling heads. I'm gonna give you a measuring cup. Okay. And I'm gonna let you measure. I'm gonna turn it on. Do we do a cup at a time? Yep, we're gonna do about a cup and a little more than a cup and a half. Just dump it. Yep. Another half? Yep. Okay. Maybe a little more. A little more than a half. Okay. A little bit more. Okay. There we go. Good. So the hopper here will hold eight cups of grain, and that mills into 12 cups of flour. A cup of most grains gives you about a cup and a half of flour. So I try to only mill what I need, and that's that's how I knew. A little bit more than that, so that should give us, we're wanting two and a quarter cups okay. for this recipe. So you can see the grains just dropping right down in those milling heads. They're stainless steel. My favorite part, did you hear the fish change? It just cleaned itself. Ah, There's no cleaning this machine. So beautiful. How about that? A kitchen appliance that cleans itself. All right, you ready for this? Okay. So usually I just let it run a few seconds after I hear that pitch, and usually I'm already over here getting my ingredients ready. And uh, so, yep, just open that up. And there's. Oh, take a look at that. There we go. Beautiful flower. Wow, that's good. Isn't Very that, fine. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It was so funny. In the early days, people would call me and say, what are these brown specks in my flour? And I'm like, that's what you're milling for. That's the <laughs> brand and the germ. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, there it is. Beautiful. How easy was that? that was, I, that's I, as easy as taking a canister of flour I, out of your kitchen. <laughs> yes, I tell I everybody, that. okay, this is so easy to do if you know you have a kitchen in your house, mm. if you cook already. 
If you do not know that you have a room called your kitchen, then we might have to, it's a little bit of an adjustment, but if you cook, you can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll just sit that back there and we will scoot the mill aside and we are ready to mix up muffins. Okay. And normally, like if I were just doing it this home, I would already have my other ingredients measured up in my bowl. So we're going to make banana muffins today. So I'm going to let you... Ah. Mash my bananas. And I have okay. this handy little tool called a veggie chop um, that I love. So here's a banana. How many bananas do we need to put in I there? I think we're going to do two. These are kind of All fat, right. so I don't think we need three, but yeah. All right. All right. So just you just break it. Well, yeah, it right. doesn't have to even be that small. Yeah, okay. there you go. And then you're going to pull it like a like a lawnmower. You ready for this? Okay. It's actually kind oh. of fun. All right. Look at that. There you go. Yep. Done. Done. Wow. Well, not quite. So go ahead and mash that up a okay. little bit more. We want it good and pulverized. And then I'm going to... There you go. Good. That's getting there. A little, little bit there. more. And you can go ahead and chop that other one and put it on top. All right. Yep. There you go. Just twist. Twist. There, there you go. We are. Just go ahead and break that one up. I'm going to reach across and get the measuring cup here and go ahead and get our flour measured. Okay. So Very I good. need two and a quarter cups of flour. Do you think I've done this a few times? I think so. I think you're that a pro. That was two. Look at here. That's about a quarter Look, cup. Look, see, there's yeah. about a quarter cup yeah. left. Wow. So, so that's what I'm saying. I try to only mill, you know, what I need at a time. Oops, that didn't lock. Yeah. There we go. All right. What do we call oh, this gadget looking, again? It's called a veggie chop. A veggie Isn't chop. Isn't it amazing? It will make the best salsa because you can control how chunky you want it instead of pulverizing it so and much. it's by Chefin. Yeah, and we sell it at Breadbeckers on <laughs> our website. Go. Okay. So, yeah, and I love it, especially for, like, um, egg salad. Mm-hmm. You put three boiled eggs in there and about five of those pulls. Ooh. It is just perfect. All right. With quick breads, you don't want to knead them. Yeast breads, you need to knead that to develop that stretchy. We talked about gluten, but Mm -hmm. with quick breads, you don't want that gluten developed, which is why you usually use a soft wheat or a pastry flour or something like that. And um, so anyway, we're gonna just, we've dumped our flour in the bowl. This recipe is in my recipe book. I think it even might be on our website. I don't know, I'll have to check that out. So what you do with quick breads is you wanna add all of your dry ingredients. Now we use natural mined mineral salt. Mm. Again, why they mess with our salt? I don't know. Well, they strip it of its minerals to sell it to another industry and leave us with sodium chloride. So you want just a salt that's naturally mined, that's not been heat treated. So like a Himalayan sea salt? Well, this is Redmond's is what we use. It's just mined. Mm -hmm. We sell that at Breadbeckers. So that's a teaspoon of salt. Look how easy this recipe is. Why people complicate a muffin recipe, I never know. (laughs) Teaspoon of baking powder. Okay. Teaspoon of baking soda because we're gonna use buttermilk, which is an acid. So whenever you use soda, baking soda, you need an, an acid to mm-hmm. um, to get that activated. Because So that's my basic muffin recipe and then our liquids. But because I'm doing banana muffins, I'm gonna add a little bit of nutmeg. I mean, no, I'm sorry, this is cinnamon. And my a favorite grain, very high in B17, Ooh. millet. millet yes. Do you know what we do with it in this country? No. Bird seed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's why the birds don't have cancer. And we do. Or we don't know that they do, right? Yeah. So anyway, it's a staple grain in some countries. It's like um, like India, 
maybe even China a little bit, that's their breakfast cereal. Like oh, we eat okay. oatmeal, they eat a millet, millet. porridge. Yep, it's okay. so good. And I I love just throwing it in things because it's soft and, you know, it's a crunchy enough seed, but it doesn't, you know, it's not too hard that you can just add it right in there. So I add a right. quarter cup of millet because I want my kids to get millet any way I can get it. So we're going to do all of our dry ingredients. Now this is um, whole nutmeg and I'm going to take it and grate it a little bit. I love whole nutmeg, mm. and this actually came from Zanzibar. Really? Yes, on one of my uh, mission trips to Tanzania. This is personally delivered by you. Yes, they they took us to Zanzibar, which wears uh, cinnamon and nutmeg. Mm. Can you smell it? That's yes. so different than this nutmeg mm. you buy already grated. And I like nutmeg. If you don't like nutmeg, then don't put it in your recipe. Very good. Someone once told me they didn't like my blueberry muffin recipe. They, and I said, why? And they were like, we don't like nutmeg. And I'm like, leave it out. It's your recipe. Recipes are just suggestions. So that's our fresh ground nutmeg. So that's it for our dry ingredients. Going to whisk that up so that all those ingredients get mixed in because baking powder and baking soda is activated as soon as that liquid hits it mm. and it tends to clump up then. So you don't want a clump of baking powder and baking soda in your right. muffins because it doesn't taste very good. <laughs> it makes great muffins, but it doesn't taste good all by itself. So I just kind of make what I call a well in the center. Okay. And then I'm going to add my liquids. So I'm going to add first, oh, I lost my little, my little one. Um, the recipe is a half a cup of oil mm -hmm. and a half a cup of honey. Um, little trick when you're measuring oil and honey. And we sell uh, a Greek olive oil that is truly extra virgin olive oil at Bread Becker's. We import it from Greece and it's grown by small independent growers and then a raw unpasteurized honey. Even though you're going to cook with it, you want to pasteurize it. Okay. And um, so the trick though, when you're cooking, measure your oil first when you're cooking with honey. Measure your oil first and it'll help that honey slide right out Ooh. of that measuring cup. Now, because it's been sitting here a few minutes, it doesn't slide out quite as well, but when you, <laughs> when you measure it and then pour it right away, it slides right on out. So that's our half a cup of oil and a half a cup of honey. I love the flavor of the Ezekiel mix though. It's just got a nice, rich, nutty flavor. Um, there's two types of hard wheat that we sell, which is hard red and hard white. Mm. The hard white's a little um, little milder. You want to scrape those sure. bananas in there. Alrighty. And I've got a little teaspoon of vanilla. I'm going to okay. add. Look at you. And there we go. One egg. And you want to get all your ingredients in your muffin batter before you start stirring. And then a cup of buttermilk, or I have homemade um, milk kefir here, mm. so I'm just going to add that. But that's got our good acid in it. That might have been a lemon peel that went I in there. I believe it was. <laughs> I had it, uh, yeah, I had it uh, infusing this um, kefir here. All right, now we're ready to just stir up. I'm going to see if I can find that lemon peel. Oh, well, I'll find it eventually. So you just whisk it. And you don't want to bead and stir and... Even though you might have a mixer or whatever, you don't need a mixer or okay. a bread machine for quick breads. You just, they're exactly what their name implies. They're quick. They're fast and easy. You can see we stirred this up, what? If we haven't been talking, five, Ooh, 10 minutes, 10 that. minutes, yep. yeah. And they'll bake in 15 to 20. Okay. And most of the time I bake my muffins um, at 400. Um, yeah, I think that looks good. You just want to make sure all those dry ingredients are up off the bottom. 
Okay. And that's it. They're and ready. We need our We need a pan. muffin pan. We have this our recipe will make about a dozen muffins if you just do the basic recipe. But um, because we added the bananas, that increased the volume a little bit. So it usually makes a little more than a dozen. So okay. I usually always have a little... Um, Ice cream scoop. There's a good idea. Oh, my gosh. I didn't <laughs> learn this until... My kids were almost grown and gone. And I'm like, how come I was dipping muffins with two spoons? This is terrible. Yeah, so ice cream scoop, little other scoops for mini muffin pans. Okay. Yep. And uh, I do want to point out, this is a particular brand of muffin tin that we sell. It's a whole line of bakeware by USA. Guess where they're made? USA? Yeah. Wow, what a yeah. good guess. Um, and they are silicone <laughs> coated, so they're truly nonstick. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you don't have the USA pans, which you certainly can bake without them, but um, I love them, you do need to oil your, grease your okay. pan. So I do want to point good. that out. So because of the extra volume of the bananas, this might make a little bit more than than a dozen muffins, so I usually have a little mini loaf pan or another, because right. it doesn't make quite another dozen muffins. And then these are gonna bake at 400 degrees for about right. 15 to 20 minutes, All usually right. about 20 minutes. So we'll do that, and then we'll come back and we'll show you what they look like when they come out of the oven. Sounds perfect, all right? All right, well here we are, uh, what, 15 minutes later in a convection oven, is that yes. right? Yes. Okay, so let's pull them I out, let's see perfect. what they look like. All right, I've been smelling them. Oh, I think so they're great. There we are. Now, if this was not convection, how long would we do them? 20 minutes? Um, Something like that? Yes, probably, okay. yeah. With the banana. Ooh. If you just made the basic muffin, uh, 15, okay. but with the banana, blueberries, that adds some moisture. moisture. It's a little okay. bit more. So I'm going to get my our little loaf pan. Oh, yes, that's right, out. too. Okay. Oh, yeah. And usually you want that. to see if it's done. Like, I just kind of see if they... Don't smush in. Okay. Or you can always take a toothpick and make sure. Now that one might have to go back in a Now the toothpick, it has to come out clean, yep. right? Yeah, okay. toothpick has to come out clean. All right, very but, good. But well, here this they looks are. Amazing. How easy is that? Now there's some breads you had over here. Yes. You had brought these. Yes. And uh, what's the proper way to break this in the uh, most delicious way possible? You can cut it or you can just tear Let's it. Let's just break and I'm gonna, it open, okay? I'm going to pour some of our infused oh, sunflower seed oil, Georgia grown, infused with eight herbs and spices. Look at that. Mm. And we'll pour that into some. And it's not tough. Nope. It's just got a nice crust on it. It's not like overly hard. Nope. This is it's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, can I try a little piece? Yes, you can. Okay, I'm gonna try a little piece. I think there you we should. go. Taste test. And then we'll pull those muffins the out. The gluten-free guy is now we're going to have some right. proper bread. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna right. wait for you. Oh yeah, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you can. And your Excellent. kids will love it. Everybody will I'm love just, it. I'm just eating the wrong kind of bread. That's, That's right. Exactly. Most Americans are. Wow. Yep. Well, that just tastes so natural, so easy. Yep. It's not overly sweet. It doesn't taste like... Yeah. It's so simple. And in two and a half hours yesterday morning, I made 16 dinner rolls, three loaves of bread, 24 muffins. You See? know, now I've been doing it a long wow. time, but you can do it. It's now, easy. The website again, to people to, for people yep. to go learn all about yep. this and get your books and all that. Where do yes, we go? Yes, breadbeckers.com and okay. check out my podcast, for all some great nutritional information, um, Sue's Healthy Minutes on any podcast platform. Okay. Check out our co-ops at breadbeckerscoop.com. I need to do that. Yes, because yes, there's a co-op here a, in Charlotte. Yes, there's one here in Charlotte. They're all over. Find all right. one that's closest to you, and that is absolutely the best way to get your grains for a lot cheaper price mm. than shipping it. UPS. Absolutely. The shipping is greatly reduced. All right, Sue, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. a wonderful I love time. It. It's yeah. great. I thank, love it. 
Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Shabbat Night Live. There's the beeper. We gotta yeah. go. Yeah. See ya. See ya.